Welcome back to A Bevy of Bloods, a fan podcast of the Sydney Swans Football Club. So to all you loyal Swans out there who just can't get enough of the red and the white, fluff up your tail feathers and settle in for a potentially biased yarn about all things to do with our beloved Bloods. G'day there, Signets. You're joined, as always, by the Sydney boys at The Bevy of Bloods. I am Chris, and this is Noddy. G'day there, Swanlings. In this first episode for the year, we're going to be talking about how our bloods are going so far in the 2024 preseason. And remember, if you like what you hear, give us a follow, or if you have any comments, send us a message. All right, let's get stuck in. Uh, mate, it has been, it feels like, the longest, longest preseason with all the chatter with what's going on. We're going to get stuck into all of it, mate. How excited are you? I am 150% excited. Hey, what a segue, mate. It is 150 years since the Swans have been around. Mate, you've got a couple of numbers here that are of interest, like all the, way, all the way back from our initial roots to where we are right now. That's right. 1874 to 1982 is South Melbourne, referred to as the Swans from 1933. That's 108 years. 108. Thank you very much. And 1982 to 2024 so far in Sydney as the Swans, 42 big ones. Altogether, 150. Yes, sir. Oh, beautiful. And look, and just a quick mention of that, it is a really good thing I think that we're celebrating 150 because there's going to be a lot of young Swans fans out there that probably have always known the Swans to be in Sydney. And this gives us an excellent opportunity to like remind the rest of everyone else and all the Swans, especially the young ones, all based out of Sydney probably, um, that uh, yeah, we have a long and cherried history with our friends down there and family down in South Melbourne. Uh, mate, in the off-season, there's been a few changes, of course, uh, within the list in itself and the footy department. Um, do you want to rattle off a few of what's going on there on the uh, player side? On the player side, uh, so as we covered at the end of last year, Franklin Hickey, Paddy retired. We traded out Stevens to North Melbourne and we delisted Clark Gould, the hyphen, uh, Rankin, Owen and Sheether. And mm. on the inside, we obviously were very active this year, which was bloody awesome. We brought in Grundy, Adams, Jordan and Hamling. We drafted Green, Cleary, Snell and Kirk. And we re-rookied Big Sam Reed. Oh, Reedy the rookie. You saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Not his Tortles, hamstrings. Not his rookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his Achilles. Not his soft tissues, mate. <laughs> no, no, I wish they were rookies. And the footy department also had some changes. So we had Gardner move down to Melbourne, but he's still consulting for Sydney, thank God. Uh, Leon Cameron has been promoted from the tech director uh, of the academy to the executive GM of football. So good to see a very knowledgeable head there in Leon Cameron sticking around in Sydney and working for the Swans. Uh, Don Pike, of course, has left to be the CEO of West Coast. So good luck, Don. Had a great time here, but it is. And Mark McVeigh, um, the new uh, is, sorry, he was the under 18s coach at Academy and Allies and is now the senior assistant coach at the Swannies. Um, and you've got one more there, Noddy, as well. Yeah, Simon Dalrymple um, has been the uh, national recruiting or draft manager um, since about 2018, I believe. And I don't think they've announced anyone as his replacement yet. Uh, but obviously, Dalrymple, um, you know, was 
oversaw all those awesome uh, academy products that we brought in that are really the core of the team now. I'm talking Blakey, um, Goulden, Campbell, uh, gee, I'm thinking of Cleary, um, Kirk has come in. I'm probably missing someone. But, yeah, he was um, he was a big scout from the Bulldogs. He, he did very well for, for that period of time. Probably the one big one that got away was Dylan Stevens, as we mentioned, traded out. But you can't get them all right, especially when you – when you uh, also find Chad Warner at pick 40. So <laughs> all good in my books, mate. <laughs> You've done pretty well. So, that's, yeah, so that's a uh, bit of a shame, but uh, good luck to him and, and hopefully Kinnear beats and gets himself some extra help and some quality at the same time. Mate, this year comes in with it. What you can feel is palpable. It is in the air. There is so much expectation. And I'm trying to work out, and I would throw over to you, where is the expectation coming from in your eyes? Well, I think, and, and obviously there's been a lot of articles um, that, you know, industry pundits have us in the top four, as high as top two. Uh, but really for me, it's it's the fact that we've we've actually been quite active in in the uh, the postseason. So as we mentioned earlier, we, we brought in Grundy and Adams, Jordan and Hamling um, through a variety of pathways. But I think the fact that, you know, Grundy and Adams, they're, they're part of the, the Collingwood or, you know, Grundy obviously went Collingwood, Melbourne. But, you know, when you've got these big Victorian players that, you know, had huge followings, you know, and, and everyone um, can still see them as good players, then there's come there comes a bit of expectation with that. And obviously Jordan, who was a premiership player but couldn't crack into that starting midfield, but um, he's certainly uh, very exciting. And Hamling is a, is a depth piece, uh, much in the way that we uh, picked up Paddy McCartan. But, yeah, look, I don't know... The other thing about, um, you know, weight of expectation or weight of uh, responsibility, obviously a talking point is Callum Mills. So yeah. tell us, talk us through Millsy, mate. Yeah, Millsy is going to be a sole captain. The first one we've had, I think, for 30 years or so. So pretty special um, moment for him. Um, so we see uh, Parker and Rampy fall off the captaincy. Um, but having said that, Millsy is probably not going to play for half the season. So you still would probably see Rampy and Parker picking up those duties uh, on the field, but uh, unofficially. Uh, but, you know, Millsy, what can you say? Deserves every bit of it. He's, he's done the job on and off the field. And local Sydney product, you'd love to see it. Vote of confidence, mate. Look, we we've mm. all done uh, things we regret, but the, the the point is, he's he's owned up and he's taking responsibility for that, and the club has has backed him in. And and look, I'm I'm totally fine with it. Um, question without notice, mate. Which other youngsters do you would you like to see have a have a run with the captaincy this year if it does spread around until Millsy comes back? Damn, that that is a good question. I look, you'd have to. I'd be immediately looking at guys like McCartan and Blakey. Um, yep. I feel, aside from the fact that some leadership in the back line is desperately uh, something that might be in hold, I'd love to see that going on. And they both seem to be, they're committed for long term, uh, Blake in particular with his long, long contract. But um, I think that just they're, they're good they're good characters and they've got good heads and um, I think they'd be around for a long time. I think they'd be doing a good job. What about you? I'd like to see um, Errol and Rowie get a bit, yeah. of, uh, bit of time with the, as captain, because I think they've they've both shown that they're, they're they're natural leaders and they 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 fight hard and and they are everything um, that we we like in players. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm very excited. 
Beautiful. Mate, all right, let's get into some interesting bits. We're going to talk through the team. And so what the structure we're going to doing is we're going to talk about the back line, the midfield, the rucks, and the forwards separately, each one line by line. Um, we're going to initially start predicting what is going to be the starting side in each one of those categories. Um, and we're going to choose probably a name that we see is going to be a bit of a gun for this year. And we're also going to ask the question, who is on the fringes there that either drops out or drops into um, that uh, definitive, you know, backline. Um, and at the end, then Noddy and I will give out our best uh, squad. So, kicking off, mate. I'll start off with the backline. So we've got here as players noted to probably be starting uh, initially. You've got McCartan and Blakey, Rampy, Lloyd, Cunningham, and Florent. Mate, all of those players, who do you see is going to have a bit of a gun year? Oh, look, I think Tommy McCartan is primed again. I know he's he's gone from strength to strength over the past few years. He <clears throat> obviously had an impacted year last year, <clears throat> but, you know, I think he's, you know, him and Blakey, him and Lizard really are the, you know, the, the, they are going to be the, the, the key pillars of, the, of our back line for the next, you know, however long, as long as possible, um, hopefully. But, yeah, obviously, Rampy, Lloyd, Cunningham. We've got these old, experienced heads um, who can who can step in and, and help guide. But I, I, I see Mark McCartan and Blakey, um, you know, having having big years. And obviously, Lizard was in the All Australian squad last year, and I think he can take that step as well. How about you, mate? Yeah, look, I was I was going to reiterate those two, and I, I just step a little bit more on Blakey. There was times last year, especially that game against Richmond last year, where at gather round where we didn't have a backline where the, the back line was all coming down to uh, Blakey. We had no tours left. So um, Blakey st- stood up. He can play tall. He can be small. He can run the length of the field. He can also take a couple of speckies while he's at it. So he is a unique talent, and I agree. I think that um, he probably steps up in some leadership um, and an extra bit of courage back there. So Blakey, for me, I think is going to have a cracker. Mate, so, Matt, I've got oh, – Please I, go ahead. I've got these guys um, listed as on the verge – um, AFL um, capable, mm-hmm. uh, but you know whether or not they they get crack uh, get get a shot early on or, or throughout the season. Melican, Hamling, Fox, Francis, and Roberts. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you see those guys? Do you see them coming in soon, or or do you see them getting a spot? I still feel look. I I will pick up Melican versus Francis. Um, I think there's room for that extra tour, uh, and I think between those two, they'll be kind of battling it out. Um, Hamling, of course, we know he, he's a high-quality player. He might he might uh, put his foot in, but uh, between Melikin and Francis, I think they might be going out of side. That'll be interesting to see how they fare up in the VFL uh, and who manages to get more game time uh, as some of the injuries come through or even the matchups require that extra tour going on. Mate, what about you? Of those players, who do you think might have a good crack at it? Yeah, I mean, in, in the past couple of days, it sounds like Melikin's um, stepping up, which is great because I had him as, as you know, he had first crack at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. I thought he was forming a nice um, key key partnership there with Tommy McCartan so Blakey could do his own uh, lizard thing. But, um, yeah, look, I think Fox is one that, you know, can, can step in and play that rampy role or a variety of roles. He's really versatile, I think, sometimes to his detriment. But the other one who's, who's had huge raps this preseason is, is Roberts, Matty Roberts, Robbo. That's right, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it sounds like he's, Dean Cox is just – he just loves him. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he doesn't start, to be honest. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know, mate. Uh, it's going to be exciting, the, the the structure they go with. Obviously, you know, our two tallest players, one is a key defender um, and the other is, uh, you know, sort of a, a halfback. The <laughs> lizard, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, in the depth, the development um, roles there, we've got Arnold, Edwards, Snell, Vickery and Kirk. Um, but do you see any of these guys getting a crack in the AFL this year, mate, or a bit more development? Probably a little bit more development, especially when you, the names you've already mentioned there. These are names that are on genuinely on the brink of kind of breaking through and has already shown a fair amount of the, uh, AFL uh, time. So I don't necessarily see us leaning on any of those too regularly unless it comes down to injuries or they just blow out. So not for me. I, I think what we've mentioned there so far with Melican, Hamling, Fox, Francis and Roberts being the ones on the fringes that get most of the game time on top. All right, mate. That's great. Let's um, let me go over to the midfield now. Um, I'm going to call out my who I think are the starters. So we've got Parker, Adams, Chad, Rowie, Goulden, Campbell, McInerney, and then Grundy in the rucks. Um, obviously, the caveat there is Mills, as we've already touched on, um, won't come into about halfway through. Hopefully, earlier. Um, but who do you see this? This is a really interesting um, line, I think, because there's a lot of players that could could really come in there depending on structure and opportunity. Who, who have you got um, in that in that category, mate? Well, mate, right off the bat, Chatty and Robottom, who were enormous parts of our midfield in the last couple of years and have both broken out in totally different ways between each other. So those are both names that you expect to, in any other team you'd expect them to be playing for, you know. Um, but... With Millsy being out, it, you probably see Warner or Robottom getting some time on. And I'd even question a little bit, if you don't mind, Adams. I'd suggest that Adams is the fringe player that plays a bit more all over the place uh, and in favour for some of the younger guys in Chad Rowey and uh, we'll talk about in a second, Jordan. So that's where I sit. I think those two players are probably um, going to get a fair amount of game time along the way. Awesome, mate. I think for me, um, and I think a lot of Swans fans have um, been thinking about this ever since, <laughs> I guess, uh, Brownlow night. Is 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 how can how much further can Gordon rise? I mean, he just yeah, had a season for the ages, ages last year, um, and he looks hungrier and fitter this year. So um, it's it's tantalising. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to see how Errol comes out and and uh, and tackles the season. But um, go to those fringe players, mate. Who who are you thinking are the guys that that might get in? So with the caveat over what's happening with Millsy, of course, so that's kind of is up one, but we've got Sheldrick and Jordan that are both on fringes and both are quite exciting mids for very, very different reasons. One a lot more inside, of course, within Sheldrick, the Gus Bus, uh, the Beef himself, Oof. and you've also got Jordan who... Like he, he is a high quality talented player of a really good age. I think he's 22, 23. Um, very lucky to pick him up. And, and between those two, I, I'm really, really excited about Jordan. I think Jordan's going to have a great run. But if you look in front of him, you've got Gordon Campbell McInerney and the wings there. Uh, and then arguably maybe a chatty or so on the outside as well. Like you are, you, it's a tough gig to kind of step into it, but. I, I dare say that he ends up getting his opportunities uh, earlier than later and does really well with it, mate. What about JJ, you? JJ17, JJ17. Yeah, we're all, I think we're all excited to see what he can do. He's been ripping up the, the preseason track. Uh, look, the only other one is Laddams, obviously. Um, mm. it's uh, And this is a structural thing, I think. Um, it depends on on whether they want McLean as that um, backup ruck, that 
you know, that hybrid forward ruck. But if they want to, you know, if they're coming up against a team that with two genuine rucks, they might decide to put lads in there because we know he can he can go forward and kick goals. He's just mm. he's just got to put it together mentally. But um, yeah, look for me. Other other than that, mate, we've got Mitchell and Cleary um, as well as McAndrew and Green in those development positions. But I think that pretty much wraps up the midfield. Yep, I like it. All right, let's move on to the forwards. So we've got listed here uh, three uh, key forwards, a couple of tall, uh, third talls, and a couple of smalls. So in the key, we've got McDonald, Logan, uh, McLean, which we've spoken about, and Amati. Our third talls, we've got Heaney and Haywood, and in the smalls, we've got Papley and Wicks. Mate, of those players, who do you see not necessarily breaking out, but who do you see really getting a good run and showing off themselves? Oh, for me, it's Logan and 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 Heat Heaney. Yeah. Um, you know, Logan kicked thirty two fifteen last year. He's been increasing each year. Um, this is while well, Buddy was the main target. Um, this is this is his fourth year, I think, and um, he's primed for. You know, he's got a brilliant kicking action. He's very very accurate. He's got a huge tank. He can run up the field and back. Um, there was talk of him maybe playing a bit of a swing role, which I think is potentially a bit of a mistake if he's one of the league's most accurate kickers. Um, but yeah, look, I think McLean and Marty they're they're primed as well. If they can, you know, if, if Marty can keep it together in the fitness front, um, you know, they both kicked twenty goals last year, so I think there's an expectation there. Can Heaney get back to that fifty goal level where he got in the AA um, two seasons ago? Um, I'm hope I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, how about, how about you, mate? Who who do you see as having a big year or playing a role, and and who are the players who can come in and 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 be that depth uh, for us? So I think Reedy is one that's a, such an interesting character because mm. not only have we seen him be able to play a bit of rock, a bit of forward, a bit of back, he does play all over the field. He's a very clever player. I think we're at our best and have been at our best when he's in form. So. He's a player for me that might see a fair amount of time because we always know if he's healthy, horse puts him on the field. That has always been the way. He's just that kind of player. He'll find a way to get him on. Um, so you start seeing maybe a Marty might drop off in favour for a Reed um, uh, initially, uh, depending on what's going on at the backs and depending on how healthy he is, to be fair. So Reedy is a real character, man. And I think I should throw to you. I mean, we have both spoken about Reed so often for so many different reasons. Uh, you know, some games where he's just took it on and just dominated and sometimes when he's just been injured and we're just desperate to have him. So what do you see Reedy's season is going to look like? Um, yeah, it's very interesting, Matt. I, I mean, yeah, look, I – he. so uh, we were speaking um, I think last week or the week before. We went back and looked at his, um, you know, his his career, right, and he's he's had a lot of games out. And, and people remember that, but I think it's basically um, he had something like four seasons wiped out of 15, right? Um, but I think it was anything over 18 games and you can and you can book him for at least 20, 20, plus, game, 20 plus goals a year. So if he's fit and playing, he's going to be basically kicking your goal a game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you've got McLean and Amadi who are, you know, breaking out themselves, you know, can they can they put it together consistently? It's it's a bloody good thing to have a player like Reed there, who who you know can kick goals and also go back and and fill that swing role. But who knows, mate? I mean, if Rampy, you know, touch wood, gets injured and and mm. Fox is not the 
you know, the matchup, then maybe Reed comes in and plays that Paddy McCartan type role with with Tommy and and it just is a thing of beauty. Um, mm. You know, so long as McDonald, McLean and Amadi are kicking, you're probably going to give those guys preference. But look, I mean, we haven't even spoken about Paps, right? Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him um, cook. Pap- Papley is a particularly good one because... I mean that those smalls are hilarious. Like just the way they need to structure. Sam Wicks is in that lot, of course. Yeah. And uh, Horse has come out and said clearly last year when uh, our best six forwards has Wicks in it. He's been crystal clear about that. Mm. It's part of a structure thing. He's obviously got that extension. I think two years, Noddy. I think two or three years. Yeah. Uh, and so one name that we thought about was uh, Corey. So Corey Warner, the, the the baby Warner, not the babyest Warner. The second Warner. Um, there's a couple more, I think. Uh, there's four of them. Um, he might see a fair bit of time as well. We've seen him play a couple of games, and we know from experience and seeing him on live on the pitch, he is electrifying. He's exciting. Uh, he has the goods to probably be a good pressure forward, mate. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm on board, mate. I think he'll he'll he should get some games this year. Um, it's just depending on whether you know um, he can get he can get in. And so it's that it's that mix of Haywood, Haywood and Wicks, um, mm-hmm. and and Papley and and health and form. Um, Haywood we know can can kick goals and and do a lot and you know create a lot of pressure himself. So if if this forward line comes together, we've got a lot of avenues to goal. And we learnt from uh, the Collingwood season last year that they loved. I think it was like twelve or fourteen players that have 10, 10 or more goals. Mm. You know they didn't have um, you know top three they were kicking 60 and 50 goals they had a lot of contributors and and this is the type of forward line that that can contribute so yeah look who knows mate other than that obviously we've got Buller, Magor and Constanti um mm. in the development roles but like even those guys uh Magor aside potentially he could he could play um in the in the backs as well Buller and, and JK could could also get a debut or sorry not a debut but get some AFL time I think yep. JK hasn't debuted. Bullard did. He played one game last year. But um, yeah, mate. Let's recap. Let's recap. So, what's our? What do we agree on? We agree on what? Twenty-one players. Yeah. So let's let's go quickly on the back. Let's quickly wrap up the back line. Who do we agree on? McCartan, Blakey, Rampy, Lloyd, Cunningham, and Florence. Yep. Who do you have coming in on top of that? Uh, I've got Roberts, who okay, will yeah. make up the twenty-three there from the back line for me. And I will have to go Melican or Francis. I'm going to go with Melican just because of uh, some of the recent uh, experience we've had. Um, so in the midfield, we've got Parker, Adams, Mills, obviously with the question mark with injury, Chad and Rowie, and we've got Goulden, Campbell, McInerney in the mids. Anyone from that lot you see uh, comes in as well? I think Beef, um, Gus Sheldrick, is going to play a lot of games this year. He was just looking absolutely cracking. You know, the I think the only thing that, um, forced him out was injury, and yeah, I'm I'm really keen to see these preseason games. So, yeah, he's 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 the one for me. I don't disagree, but I've got Jordan coming yep. in. Uh, that's fair enough as well. A bit of a lightning thing around lightning rod in a few different ways. So that's me. Yep. And in the forwards, we've got McDonald, McLean, Amati, Heaney, Hayward, Papley, and Weeks. Any questions over those or, or thoughts about either one drops off or comes in? No, mate. Um, no, I think we're just um, Grundy. Grundy is the only other one there, but um, I so would have, yeah, I would say uh, I've still got question marks over Marty. I think Reedy kind of maybe takes a bit more time in that space, but that's just me. Um, yeah, we don't question, I guess, the rock choice of Grundy. Um, how much time do we suspect that Laddams gets? Do you think? Um, 
I don't know. I guess it's form and, and fitness, but mm. I guess it's matchup as well. Like, for example, Port Adelaide have brought in Soldo and Sweet, and these guys are both rucks, outright rucks. So, you know, um, they've also brought in a lot of height in their back line as well, as we know, um, BZK and, and, and Asava. But I think it's going to come down to, to matchups, mate. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think typically horse and co like to have that forward, the hybrid, but um, that forward ruck as that extra player. But considering we've got an extra player on the bench, I think yeah, I think Laddams is going to consistently be in the best twenty-three. So yeah. so we agree on twenty-one, which was the players you you read out, and then we only differ on for the twenty-three. Right? I've got Sheldrick and Roberts, and you've got I've got Reedy and Jordan. Jordan. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, I think it's a it's a pretty good looking squad, mate. If yep. I can be honest, I think the VFL is going to do a lot better than we did last year as well. Um, obviously, you know, we're waiting for the VFL list to be announced, but you know the core the core of these players that aren't playing in the AFL every week are, are, are going to get a lot of exposure there. And yeah, I'm I'm excited, mate. Yeah, pumped. I'm really pumped. And I think a lot of the uh, we spoke about earlier about the weight of expectation. It's, I personally feel it's mostly coming from Swans fans. Like we are really excited about what we've got there. We've filled in a few pieces that we really needed, and for the first time it feels like we're not necessarily lacking anywhere. Mm. Having said that, injuries can happen. The game changes very quickly, but all in all, in a great position to kick off with, so good work on the draft and everything. Um, all right, mate, Let's. that's the team. We've spoken about the team. We've spoken about the list. Let's get stuck into a couple of things happening in the AFL generally. The rule changes, mate. There's been a rule change because, I don't know, like someone obviously, I mean, I know what happened, but like, can you please wrap it up? And, and I, I just want to quickly say something. Oh, uh, look, it's Maynard bumped into Viney in the final. And so now they're expecting players to deviate midair in some sort of like unidentified flying object defying inertia type oh, look i don't know mate look they've, they've had to address the smother <laughs> thing so they, they have to take all reasonable steps to avoid high contact and minimize the force of yeah. that so high so contact just, it was a uh, brayshaw by the way i think you mentioned uh viney so yeah it's brayshaw yeah it's brayshaw sorry yeah but viney, but viney cracked into him that's right yeah yeah he ju- Brayshaw jumped in the air, smothered the ball, landed on Brayshaw, knocked him Ma- out cold. Maynard smothered, went to smother Sm- Brayshaw. Went to yeah. smother Brayshaw's kick, landed on him, knocked him out, understandably. Um, did he have time in the air to stop and do something about it? No. Did he lay it on a little bit thick, perhaps? As in, I'm talking about Maynard. I think he he went in to do a bit of damage in some way. But He always does, though, know. right? He that's does, his, right? That's his uh, modus. So I have no idea how they're going to police that, but just like any other AFL changes and rules, there is no understanding or qualification of how it's going to happen. So we're just going to have to see it play out throughout the season and then talk about it every single week. So it's giving the journalists something to talk about. Another one, um, mate. Another one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, on that same same vein is they've tweaked the rough rough conduct guidelines um, and that's going to bring rundown tackles into focus. So they're going to be checking to see if the force of the tackle contributes to the vulnerability of the tackle, the, the one that gets tackled. So that's going to be a fun one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, so they're going to have to not only run down tackle them but also run down tackle them as if and make it soft. I don't... Soft, yeah. Make sure okay. 
Make it just nicer. Duty of care. It's a lot of a lot of responsibility for someone who's just trying to bring a guy down. But you know, it's all for the right reasons. We're not questioning that. We're um, not questioning the reasons. We're just questioning how they're going to police it, right? Yeah, That's definitely. The way this, yeah, definitely. Sub rule, mate. This is yeah. a good one. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, you talk it through because you're you're always the one all over the list management and stuff as well. Oh, look. So there's a bit of confusion last year with the ins and outs. So this way, the sub rule will remain, but the clubs will name an extended bench. So last year um, it was four, um, but they'll name five this year and three emergency players. So you, you know it's just to avoid some of that confusion of the ins and outs. Um, but each each team sub will be locked in uh, about sixty minutes before first bounce. So yeah, that should just clar- clarify teams anyway. Um, yeah, I mean my point of that is who cares? Let them do it. <laughs> I don't care who start. Like I get why you want to know. I know why journalists and everything in the media wants to know so they can get the graphics up a bit faster. But at the end of the day. Just if the coaches want to throw out four random players two minutes before the game starts, then let them do it. It's up to them. Bugger it. Like admin will work itself out. So, mate, I you're playing into the Chris Scott playbook here. That's what he does. Everyone's <laughs> injured, everyone's yeah. fit, and there's yeah. like, bang, surprise. But who cares? Surprise. So let them do it. What, oh, it's it sneaky let, Geelong tactics, mate. Let, let two teams throw out, like, just they don't know what's going on. Like, the tactics have to work themselves out. But the best players on the field, no matter the circumstances, work it out. Um, one last one. It's ridiculous. What do you want to say about this one? Whistling from the interchange is now prohibited because it comes out on the broadcast. Mate, have you ever heard it? I've never heard it once. I I got to say I can't really I have never heard it but gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't, it's one of those ones where you are just like okay. Imagine cool. telling coaches how to coach while on the sideline but you can't even whistle. They can yeah. yell buggery, right? They can yell as much as they want. They can come through the, pod, the the broadcast but they can't they can't whistle. Whatever. Can they get like a loudspeaker like a megaphone or like a fog like a like <laughs> uh, Yeah, we can do one of those. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got their own sound bite. But well, so they're saying like, whistling, but there's no reason you can't have a kazoo. They'd be like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, why not? They'll get they'll get interesting. Yeah. And off the, off sprints, Chad Warner, because everyone knows that that's his that's his <laughs> the, sound bite. That weird <laughs> weird kazoo <laughs> thing that happens. Yeah. All right, mate. Look, okay. um, all right, we're going to get into priority signings. So we have a fair few players not signed up going forward after this season. Um, Mate, you are the baby Beatson, uh, acknowledged uh, worldwide as uh, baby Beatson. So. Can we let's go through the list? I, I can see you've got them broken down by the following um, players that we should hundred percent be extending. Some players that we should be given another year and see how it fares out. Um, some players that are pending their the, the, the run in twenty twenty four, and some that are clearly in danger, uh, depending on form. So I'll pass it over to you. Who do you think is one hundred percent we should be focused on extending? Yeah, mate, and and look, I will preface it by saying, you know, it might seem a little crazy to, to be talking about contract stuff even before the season started, but um, we know that that the clubs are, are are going through this now. In the first half of the season, they focus on this, and then they switch to national draft mode uh, after the main buy. So it, it is it is a good time to be talking about this, especially if you're looking at other players' availability in in opposing teams. So, hundred percent extending without doubt is golden. Yes. It's just how long do you want to give him? That's right. How much? How long? Yeah. First, you've heard it here first, mate. It's going to be the first ten-year contract with a five-year extension trigger. Wow, that's me. Fifteen years. Just give him fifteen straight up. He's twenty twenty-one. Yeah, just yeah. 
just book him. Just book him. Just just reserve him through to Mm. retirement, and he can if he needs some, if he needs to take a sabbatical, all that sort of stuff. That's cool. That's fine. But just lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him in. The mayor of Sydney. The mayor of Sydney. Right. That's it. Give him the keys to the city. Give him the keys. Clover. Clover. Errol Golden. Um, Logan is a big one. So obviously Frio are circling hard. They've got like a billion first round draft picks. They're going to try and lure him back home. Um, But you just hope it plays out that um, we don't start to hear that wording like Jeremy Cameron when he was at the Giants before he went to the Cats, like, I'm just going to let the footy do the talking and and park the contract stuff because that that can go either way, right? That can... That can be honest, but it can also be a bit of a ploy. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can lock him in and that, that he does um, have a breakout year for us and, and continues to roll. So, me, five years for Logan. Um, Rowie, uh, same again, lock him in five years, however long you want to give him. Jordan, I'd probably go three. Florent and Haywood's going to be interesting. Um, I, I've, got him, I've got him extending, but they... They might want to go back home to Victoria and South Australia, respectively, if they can get a better contract. But um, we should be getting, if, if it does come to pass that that happens, which I'm against, um, we should be able to get some 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 good value in return, I think. Um, mate, I've got the players listed there at one, at least one year. Um, Cunningham, Fox, McAndrew, Francis, Constanti and Buller. Have you got any, any big, big thoughts on these guys? Uh, I mean... Cunningham is one that probably comes to mind only because uh, he's been such a staple of the team for so long. So, But to your point, I think at least one year, you'd imagine that so long as he stays relatively healthy this year, he gets an automatic extension just because of the, the, the quality of play he's been for so long. Um, and one that I'd probably put a big um, circle around that may be a seat of excitement and, and more so because he might end up being a bit of draft tar- draft target just because or, or sorry transfer targets because of nature of us getting him and the quality that we think he is Buller um, mm. I suspect mm. Buller will get that extension but only to maybe find some more game time elsewhere but I think he's uh, he's a good shout there Definitely, mate. So pending 24 is an interesting one because there's a lot of players and they're all key defenders as it turns out Reed, Hamling, Melican, Arnold and Edwards. Um, Reed, I think, who knows, right? We spoke about him earlier. Hamling is that depth play. Melican, the sky's the limit. Um, there, he does have his um, haters, unfortunately, from the from the loyal Swans. But uh, we we both like him. We've liked him for a long time. Um, uh, Arnold uh, was brought in the mid season. Um, along with Buller, so he's a depth player, but I think he, he might get some time at some point. And Edwards is that um, academy player. So I think depending on the structure of the list um, and how many players you know in that sort of Florent, Haywood and elsewhere category look to move, um, these guys could, could roll around. Um, but the ones in danger, obviously, are, are the, uh, the untried ones, and that's uh, Magor, who got one year last year when I thought, um, Hall Kahan might have been given the year, but um, and then obviously Cooper Vickery, who was a national draft prospect, as well as Mitchell, um, who shot up. He he, and they, it, we've seen some footage of Mitchell this preseason. He's looking yeah, pretty yeah. good. So it just depends on on structure. But um, do you have any any position on those guys I've listed out, mate? 
Uh, not at all. I think in the pending 24, uh, Will Edwards and Arnold, I think the interesting ones, like to your point exactly, let's just see how the, the season goes, to see the depth and, and see how they fare up in the VFL. Um, they might see some time, especially with some of the guys like Rampy kind of getting a bit older. Uh, there may be more uh, time for some of those bigger backs there as well. Mate. All right, that wraps up the priority signings or the just general signings that we suspect for this year and the focus on them. We have some match sims and a preseason game to go with. So we've got ourselves um, next, sorry, not next, this Thursday, the 22nd of Feb at 10 a.m. at Tramway Oval against the Giants. Uh, Tramway is, of course, the one across the road from the SCG, across the road from Entertainment Center. Um that is going to be a cracker. Both Naughty and I will be there. That's going to be a really, really fun game to go to. Um, and that second game, mate, I'll let you take it away with this one. Just before I do the second game, mate, I found yeah, out the um, the VFL are going to play, the VFL players are going to play, I think, from 1 p.m. as well at Tramway. Ooh. So it's a full a full day. We're going to get some I nice. I meeting. I can't make it. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll fly the flag, mate. Um, and the second one is Thursday, the 29th of Feb at 4.10pm at Blacktown Stadium versus Brisbane, and this is an official official preseason game. There's also a game, I think, from about uh, 1 o'clock, which will be the VFL team as well. So that looks like an all-day out at Blacktown as well. So that wraps me up for the next two Thursdays. Um, but, yeah, we're looking, we're looking forward to it. We cannot wait to see how we put it we're looking at this point obviously the skills are going to be a bit rusty but we're looking forward to seeing who gets game time who gets time in the center who uh basically is looking likely yeah and look at that some of the sizing of some of these younger kids that we've seen at least online that they're putting on a fair bit of chunk and uh we're going to see him in person just to see how much the transition's been in that in those six months so it looks to be really good especially when we start looking at those mids right those young mids um all right, mate. Well, look. Can I say one more thing, mate, before we, before we wrap up? Yep. Um, we put a few videos out um, on the – just reminded me of that, that match sim against the Giants. That ridiculous photo of the Giants in front of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. These guys are just taking the piss, aren't they? <laughs> it, it's I think like they've at what heard point... us complaining about Battle of the Bridge and they're just going, we're just going to stick it to the bevy boys. Like Battle bothering. of the Bridge is not a thing. It's Battle of the Fridge, as we all know. And, and just, there's and no so bridge. The, the context behind the Battle of the Fridge is, for this year, we're going to have ourselves a bit of a competition with the GWS podcast, The Squinters, where whoever wins has to buy – sorry, whoever loses has to buy a case of beer – for the other podcast so that's the battle of the fridge not the battle of the bridge thank you very much but like the gws socials team the marketing team they they must just be a group of um, mercenaries because they are just (laughs) absolutely like they like the 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 cheek that these blokes and ladies whoever they are come come out with is just ridiculous I mean, how, how have they been allowed to take a photo in front of the Sydney Harbour Bridge? <laughs> that, no, that, no, I'm serious. I want to see some AFL inter- intervention here yeah, because yeah. there are zones. <laughs> there are zones. Of course, you yeah, can't stop people zones. having fun in the, in the Harbour City. You know, sure. I'm all for it. You yeah. know, if the sun's shining, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a wonderful thing to, to look at. Yeah. But it is a planned marketing <laughs> event that they've thought, this is going to ruffle some feathers. You beauty. And boy, 
did I bite? But um, the, uh, Blood's Footy, who has, of course, no, I mean, don't say too much about him, of course, they're all over Instagram and Facebook and everyone. I definitely recommend everyone to follow them. So Blood's Footy had a really good lie. He actually took a picture. He, he had that. There's iconic Harbour Bridge in Liverpool outside of some old car yards, and he had the photo in front of that. And that made a lot more sense because that's out of Liverpool and that's definitely west of us. So that should be the focus of where, where their photo should have been taken, but that was really clever. Well, we, um, uh, we came up with some alternatives as well. Um, yeah, outside of uh, the Penrith Panthers, the Panthers. <laughs> Panthers. We thought, we thought about doing Eastern Creek. Yep. Uh, and uh, our, our own lovely uh, Beck Humphreys actually thought about doing it in front of Parliament House in Canberra. Canberra, so. that was a good one. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah. All of those make way more sense than the western side of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't lost on me that it was on yeah. the western side, you know. Th- th- that's how they were like, no, oh, that's how we snuck no, no, in. No, I don't think it was. I feel yeah, like it was on oh, the. was it? It was like Walsh Bay. Yeah, oh, yeah it was okay, over, that, enough, over yeah. that side. Yeah, right. <sighs> that doesn't need much. Anyway. So Cheeky whatever, monkeys. let's bring on those. Let's bring on those games. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening in to the preseason 2024 all the way to the end. We appreciate it. If you have made it this far, it means we have done something good. So please, we would love it if you gave us a like or a follow on whatever social media of choice. Uh, make sure to look out for our post during the week. As we said, we're going to be getting to the match sims and preseason games. So yeah, just keep an eye out for more content coming your way. Um, we can't wait and we know you can't either. Either way, mate, we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you uh, or hearing from you through any DMs. Feel free to reach out to us. Uh, But until next time, up the bloods. Up the bloods. And and Kanye Swatties. Swatties.